Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series two, episode 302 of the daily this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with the study for this Come Follow Me, this week's Come Follow Me, covering October the 26th to November the 1st, which is Mormon chapters 1 to 6. Um, oh, that I could persuade all to repent. And we're going to continue and conclude Mormon chapter one today, where we're looking at the title, I can live righteously despite the wickedness around me. So we had just um, finished looking at uh, the fact that the Nephites and the Lamanites were beginning this um, really continuous period of time of warfare. And I remember reading somewhere or hearing somewhere that there was actually, if you add up all the battles uh, you know, where the Nephites attacked the Lamanites and the Lamanites attacked the Nephites. There were 16 um, recorded um, conflicts in this period of Mormon's life. Um, I just imagine that, like 16 different wars of 16 different, you know, large scale battles um, in his life. It was just, well, it was quite a lot. And you can see why he was a, a chief captain for a large period of his life. Um because there was just so much battling going on. There was so much wickedness in the land. And um, in fact, in verse 13, where we left off from yesterday, it says, but wickedness did prevail upon the face of the whole land, insomuch that the Lord did take away his beloved disciples and the work of miracles and of healing did cease because of the iniquity of the people. Um, This is interesting because it's at this point that the three disciples are removed from the face of the land. Obviously, they, they go elsewhere and they are on the earth today. Um, but this is the moment where that blessing, that that hope is taken away. And of course, um, for those that didn't believe, which was many people at that time, um, to them it wouldn't have made a difference, I suppose. But just imagine that, you know, that is the point where this starts to really decline, I think. Um, if those disciples are taken away. And what, what a great privilege it would have been to have them there. Don't forget that this is now about AD 300, I believe. Um, oh yeah, it's actually here in the Book of Mormon. It's about. It's actually a bit further than that. It's about AD 325, 326 or so. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're talking early 300s. These three disciples have been on the earth since the Saviour came, which was about AD 34 or so. Um, and so they've been on the earth for nearly 300 years. So these people will have known that these people will have been, you know, sustained by the Lord to have lived this long and still be active in, in preaching the gospel. And yet they just weren't interested anymore. And I think that when you think about that and just, you know, what a miracle it was that they were there in the first place. Um, and then of course they, they're commanded and guided by the Lord to be removed from the presence of this people because it just isn't safe anymore. Um, you know, it, it does fill you with, with <clears throat> some sadness and disappointment. And then we get to verse 40 where it says, and there were no gifts from the Lord and the Holy Ghost did not come upon any because of their wickedness and unbelief. Um, now, obviously, I don't think that the society that we live in is at, at this stage. You know, there is obviously still gifts from the Lord. The, the Holy Ghost still does work upon some in, in the world today. But that does, you know, worry me slightly that, well, perhaps it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Um, because we know, again, that the Book of Mormon is a, is a mirror, or well, not a mirror, but it's a, it's a kind of a, a metaphor or a, 
it's meant to demonstrate what the world will be like before the second coming. And I know that we've ref- it's specifically been talked about that the, Neph- the state of the Nephite nation before Christ came to them for his coming to their, to their land was, is meant to be that. But, you know, it's just another look at how pride and how, you know, a lack of repentance, a lack of humility can, can lead someone's life. Because again, remember that we're trying to apply this to, um, to the world around us and also to our lives as well. In verse 16, we know that Mormon was now 15 years of age. He had been visited by the Lord and he had tasted the goodness of Jesus. And then in verse 16, it says, and I did endeavor to preach unto this people, but my mouth was shut and I was forbidden that I should preach unto them. For behold, they had willfully rebelled against their God and the beloved disciples were taken away out of the land because of their iniquity. So, you know, Mormon wants to go forward and teach. Even at 15 years old, he wants to. And what a great example to our youth that is. You know, they can get involved in this great work no matter what their age. Uh, Mormon certainly wanted to. And his world was a much more wicked and much more declined world than ours. But um, he was told not to. Uh, Joseph Fielding McConkie said this, quote, During his mortal ministry, Jesus taught his disciples, Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under your feet, under their feet, and turn again and rend you. What the disciples, both ancient and modern, are allowed by the Spirit to teach is determined by the spiritual readiness of the listeners. The Lord has cautioned against presenting more than the listeners are prepared to hear and heed. Mormon was forbidden to preach the gospel, not only because of the people's spiritual unpreparedness, but also perhaps because the hardness of their hearts would have prompted them to turn again and rend Mormon, close quote. I think this is such an important principle, and it's one that I've seen many times in my life before where individuals, you know, hear more than, than they're prepared to hear. Um, and, you know, we need to have a strong spiritual foundation on the basics of the gospel. We need to have the Holy Ghost with us to have a close relationship with our Savior. That is the first and foremost thing. And it's after that we can then start to learn and read and study further things. Um, and this is why, you know, the world is such a dangerous place that we live in right now with such instant access to all sorts of information, which we need to have the Spirit to be able to discern truth error and also to be able to when we do find truth that even makes us feel a bit unsure or uncertain that we're able to have the spirit with us to teach and testify to us then again about the truthfulness of the gospel that the savior is our savior and that you know we can learn more about those things once we have the spirit with us to guide us um it is such an important principle and one which is definitely um applicable to today with the um the instant access to information which we have too many times we see people fall away because, you know, there is a misunderstanding about a certain element of church doctrine or church, even church history, because we're not, they're not grounded on in the basics and the principles of the gospel to and have that spirit with them um, on a regular basis so that they can then learn about those things and receive guidance and inspiration from the Lord about them. Um, fortunately, there are other times where it is true that, you know, people have the, the basis in the spirit and they can be taught. And I've, I've seen and heard of that many times as well. Uh, in verse 18, um, we then learn about this curse of the wickedness of the land. So it says in verse 18, that, and these Gadianton robbers who were among the Lamanites did infest the land insomuch that the inhabitants thereof began to hide up their treasures in the earth and they became slippery because the Lord had not had cursed the land that they could not hold them nor retain them again. 
So we see now that the Lord begins to move away from the Nephites and the Lamanites so much that his influence is not in the is in the earth and things start to not work for their good. They're not blessed with the blessing, the, the promised blessing of living in this promised land anymore. Um, and it starts to spiral. It starts to begin. Um, and we see this happening. And so often when we read this section of the Book of Mormon, I, you know, we, I've heard the phrase that people often hope and pray that the Nephites will turn around, turn around and repent again. Um, but it's not going to happen this time. In verse 19, though, we know that this time has been prophesied. First of all, it was prophesied by the Savior when he came to the earth, for he said that three or four generations shall pass away. And then he talked about destruction in the land. But in verse 19, it says, And it came to pass that there were sorceries and witchcrafts and magics, and the power of the evil one was wrought upon the face of the land, even unto the fulfilling of all the words of Abinadi and also Samuel the Lamanite. So it's not just, you know, the saviour himself who, who testified of this, but also Abinadi, Samuel the Lamanite, also taught that this would happen. And again, this does not make it any easier to read, but we have another teaching or another principle here that the, the prophets of God are able to testify and, and not necessarily foresee, but foretell or pre preempt things that are going to happen. And so we ought to listen. We ought to take those uh, messages on board and we need to act on them. When we hear of things like prepare a food storage, or we hear of things like, um, you know, we need to be a part of gathering Israel for the time is close at hand, um, then we need to act. Otherwise, we're foolish to have received these things and, and not acted on them. We're, we're no better than those in the scriptures who don't listen to the words of the prophets and just ignore them. Sure, we don't stone them or try and kill them, but we just ignore their words. Um, and I think that that is, you know, a, as a risk to our spiritual um, progression um, as it could be. Uh, thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do continue uh, listening, obviously, every day, uh, 10 or so minutes. Um, each day uh, a podcast is, is um, released, so you can subscribe to get those. Uh, you can also join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Today Session with Come Follow Me, uh, to um, join the discussion on there. And of course, there's the uh, email, session at gmail.com, if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourself. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.